0: Otherworldlyculture.com They're here Alive Alive Salutations and Mutilations, you're listening to Otherworldly Culture presents Dead Om Movie Reviews. Tonight, we will present horror movie reviews and lively debate here on Otherworldly Culture. Com and on future select Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join our live chat at that time by clicking on the live shows link on the otherworldlyculture.com website. I'm your host, Tim Kretschmann, coming to you to the land of land- lakes and landfills <laughs> beautiful and smelly, Muskego, Wisconsin. It's my honor to introduce the Faculty of Fear panel presenting tonight's lectures. Tonight, hailing from the Motor City, Detroit, Michael Cieslik is a lifetime reader and writer of horror mystery and speculative fiction. He has served as an officer in the Great Lakes Association of Horror Writers and is the editor of the Eerie Tales Anthologies. Michael is the editor-in-chief of Dragon's Roost Press and his works have appeared in a number of collections including DOA Extreme Horror, Dead Science, Vicious Verses and reanimated rhymes, and the collaborative steampunk novel, Army of Brass. He is a kilt enthusiast, and he's killing it over at the thedragonsroost.biz. It's Michael Cieslik. Hello, Michael. Good evening, everyone, and a belated Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. That did ha- I call that Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go next. We have Mike Exler's back again today. He's the denizen of the dismal, the purveyor of the putrid, that exclaiming exclaimer of glorious gloom, wrestling up from his stony tomb—he's the monster, the mad the ghoul, the glad and that sack of mumbling, moaning pus that barfs out baloney. He's the one, and there are many, but he's our very own panel purveying provocateur. He's Coach Michael Exler. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Tim. How are you? Real good. How's everything out there in the Pittsburgh?
1: And it's rainy right now, and then tomorrow it's supposed to snow. It's so snowing. everything's fine.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> everything's normal. <laughs> sounds pretty typical for Pittsburgh this time of year, huh? No,
1: <laughs> usually just cold and snowy. But it's been fifty for a while,
0: so we but everything's fine. And we are remiss if we don't mention. That our our good friend Rich Dalzota was scheduled to be on tonight. But unfortunately, he is a little bit under the weather. Uh, But he uh, passes along his best wishes to everybody. And I'm sure you all join me in wishing him to get well soon because we need him working on Horror Room. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) we need him back to work. Enough of this break stuff. I think while we get things uh, rolling right away here, and we're going to start with you, Mr. C. Slick. What have you been watching? I was just waiting for you to say, We're going to start with Michael and
2: have both of us just go, uh, I,
0: uh, I, I almost push, push. did that. I almost did that. So <laughs> I, I swag and missed. So, what are, what are you going to be telling us about tonight?
2: I am going to be talking about something that is very difficult to see at the moment, but if you do have a chance, you may want to jump on that. I'm going to preface this whole thing by saying that, as you know, I am generally not a fan of remakes. However, the movie that I watched is... Less a remake and more of a remix, and I will get back to that later in the review. It is Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror. Wow. Um, This is currently unreleased. It is um, making the convention circuit right now. So if you happen to go to a horror convention or a sci-fi convention and Doug Jones is there, you may have the opportunity to see this. wanted to establish that uh, this is not the theatrical release that's coming up with uh, um, the Robert Eggers version starring Bill Skarsgård. It's not the 1979 Nosferatu the Vampire with Klaus Kinski and Isabella Johnny, It's not the animated version. It's not the last Nosferatu. And it's not the Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe. It's not the 1922 silent classic with Max Shrek, but then it kind of is. Oh, OK. So last fall, I was fortunate enough to uh, meet the amazing Doug Jones, who you may know from things like uh, Shape of Water Pan's Labyrinth, Abe Sapien and Angel of Death in Del Toro's Hellboy movies, Saru in Star Trek Discovery, he's one of the gentlemen in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and um, he was even Mac Tonight in the old McDonald's commercials, if anyone is old enough to remember that terrifying moon-shaped monstrosity that was their mascot for all of five minutes.
0: I I was waiting (laughs) for you to not say his name, I was going to throw that in there. He, he actually, this show, this, I had a great time
2: meeting Doug Jones and to show you what a great guy he is. And one of those guys that does not take himself seriously. He had Mac the night pictures there that he was willing to autograph (laughs) on this giant table of like every other thing that he has that he's been in right at the very beginning was the Mac the night thing. And you
0: could just see all these people come up and they were like. What in the
2: hell is that?
0: People forget, is like... people forget how huge that was when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we locally here, I don't know if in Detroit and Pittsburgh they had that, but one of our McDonald's here in Milwaukee actually had an animatronic version of Mac the Knight that would start singing on an occasional basis, I don't know how often, and I don't think it lasted too long because teenagers ripped them to shreds. I was going to say that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that is. It uh, it did it, it did get vandalized. I'll I'll put it that way. But he sat right in the front window and would start seeing. And was actually a pretty darn good animatronic. I always suspected that that thing toured or something because okay. it wasn't here too long. But it, when that advertising campaign was going, it was huge. And if you watch that old uh, commercial, it's yes. kind of surprising <laughs> how much Doug Jones put into it. I mm-hmm. mean, he could have just phoned it in, but uh, he, he emotes one of those lounge singers of the time.
2: The man does give his all, and he is absolutely amazing in this performance. Um, And this is, um, I'm going to call it a labor of love, Um, and it has been a long, long time in the making. This started as a Kickstarter project um, almost 10 years ago. Okay. They raised, I've uh, got uh, my notes here, $67,551 with 744 backers. Um, the director, David Lee Fincher, um, like I said, is not referring to this as a remake, but as a remix. And the reason is that this does not consist entirely of new material. There is new material that is shot and overlaid on the background of the original Nosferatu. So they give you a moment to wrap your head around that.
0: So they so took their background? I'm, the...
2: I'm assuming that most of our viewers have mm-hmm. at least some knowledge of. Let me see if I get in the camera here. My friend here. Can I get yeah. get this up in the camera area?
0: The Shrekness.
2: The Shrekness here on my shirt. Yeah. But um, it's a silent film, so. I don't know how many people will have sat through all of it. I think it's one of the most terrifying vampires ever put on screen. Um, it's always in your, you know, like best moments of horror clip show that they show at um, Halloween. You always get that picture of him rising up from his casket, just one solid piece like that.
0: And the but, shadow, no, and his
2: shadow going up the and stairs. And the shadow going up the stairs yeah. with
0: the hand. Blah. Yeah, those um, scenes are amazing.
2: So, um, what David Lee Fisher has done, and he did this previous, previously with um, the cabinet of uh, Dr. Caligari, Ooh. is he's kind of trying to make a, what would it look like if we kept everything pretty much the same, but we had the dialogue? So instead of having a um, a silent film mm-hmm. with maybe musical accompaniment, and again, sidebar, um, if you have a chance to see it with an actual organist accompaniment, it's absolutely amazing. There is a theater here in Detroit um, called the Redford Theater. It's uh, a old-school movie palace. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's it's been refurbished and they show everything. They're, I think they're going to do uh, the Indiana Jones movies, like all, all three of them, because that's how many there are. There yeah. are three. Right. You can't tell me different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they'll do special movie nights and they'll do a silent film series. And when they've done this, they do have the organ that comes up out of the the bottom of the thing right in front of the screen, and they have an organist accompaniment, and it's absolutely amazing.
0: That's awesome.
2: Um, And and this film, the result of this blending is pretty amazing as well. Um, If you're not familiar with Nosferatu, you are, because you've seen Dracula, and it's essentially Dracula. It's the 22... Um, version of Nosferatu was basically the um like dollar general version of Dracula they made it without getting the rights to it and then it was um the Stoker family um sued because they had made a film without getting the rights to it and um for a while it was thought that it was lost but then they found a print of it and it's
0: well it's it's more complicated than that. There were multiple cuts at one yes. point. And they thought they lost the version that was intended. And there's still a lot of question as to the one that's now kind of predominantly seen as the Nesvra. Is it the same one that the director it's, right. actually it's the intended? Mm-hmm. So there's... It, it's. It, and and of course, there's questions as to if Max Shreck was actually a vampire. Yes. <laughs> there. and, and there's a lot of urban legends with this movie, <laughs> which which is
2: um, the plot of the uh, the Shadow of the Vampire, right? With yeah. uh, uh, John Malkovich, which is pretty hysterical. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great. Movie. Um, so Doug Jones naturally plays Count Orlock. And, um, in the talk afterwards, um, he said that this was one of his roles that he had always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just wish that someone would ask him to do this. And the opportunity came along and he jumped at it. And, um, as you can see from the clips that are showing, he is, is truly there. That's the one right there. He is the makeup in this is absolutely amazing.
0: I, I will tell you, trying to find images. Of this version of Nosferatu, as opposed mm-hmm. to the one they're shooting right now, I believe. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say you I probably had a difficult time. I just in just in I, case you did yeah, have a problem, was I tough.
2: I did. Yeah, you know, I, I brought along my uh, my little signed poster here that I had, so uh, just in case nice. you couldn't find anything, we got him there as as just oh, no gonna Put that back there so it doesn't get messed up. Right.
0: <laughs> um. So did they colorize portions of they, it, what did they do? It is...
2: Some areas of it are colorized. Okay. It's, it's sepia tone, mostly. Okay. But um, the characters are in color. There's some vibrant reds that are in there. Mm. Um, Sarah Carter and um, Jolie Fisher were both absolutely amazing as uh, Ellen and Ruth, who are the, um, like, the Mina character from Dracula. And Lucy,
0: yeah.
2: And, yes, thank you, Um, Mina Mina and Lucy. And um, I thought it was really well done. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, probably most people may not agree with me on this, because it's... New people in front of an old backdrop, but the way that those things blended were like the carriage scene through the mountains Mm
0: -hmm.
2: was amazing with the old footage, but new green screen or blue screen. I'm not sure which color screen they had for this, but the carriage portion moving through those old mountain ranges, it looked really cool. So if you have an appreciation for old horror movies, you're going to go, this is pretty, this
0: is pretty awesome. Okay, now how I did not come up with uh, dialogue? Because there's yes. famously not many title cards in this thing. Exactly. So you have all of this
2: brand new dialogue. You get to actually hear the Count talking, which is pretty darn creepy throughout. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how other modern audiences are going to appreciate it especially with a brand new version that's you know in the pipe right now right um i kind of wish i'd backed it um (laughs) i'm hoping that this will get at least a partial movie release that's part of the reason that it's going through the um the convention circuit right now is they're hoping that someone will see this enough to pick it up and at least give it a limited release.
0: Yeah, a big um, big if it
2: comes out on Blu-ray, um, I'm going to grab it up.
0: I suspect there will be some sort of streamer looking for it. Yeah. Uh, and we really have a, a couple interesting uh, streamers now in the horror space. So it would be interesting right. to see who might go to snap this thing. I do know uh, in in my search for any images whatsoever in Nosferatu, uh, (laughs) I did find that they have a color version of Nosferatu, the original film, originally out on Amazon Prime. It's free with your Prime. Well, as free as that is.
2: As free as As, Prime is, yes. (laughs)
0: um, That is out there available for you. It does have a soundtrack, and it's in color. Uh, but otherwise it's the movie. So that might be worth seeing as well if you have never seen Nasferatu. I still I'm I'm a fan of it in black and white. I I, I was gonna say I all. have um I have not I think I call. have it
2: on DVD and Blu-ray in the black and white. Yeah,
0: yeah. So does this stand up? Or it it's an interesting remake. What's your verdict and uh, what were you hearing from other patrons?
2: Everyone that was there seemed to really like it, but you have to, you know, if if you've ever taken a statistics class, you have to look at what your actual sample is right. and the right. sample of the people that were in this audience were all people who were standing in line to
0: get an autograph from Doug Jones. <laughs> right. And so they are. And he's in of, the building. You don't want to say, boy, that guy's got no talent. You're, <laughs> you're just not going to do that, that. Sucked. Yeah. Exler might say something like that, but other people <laughs> are polite when, when this happens.
2: <laughs> I think just to. For the sheer novelty of the new dialogue, Mm. new action, new, you know, the motion is much smoother. But then with those classic 20s backdrops of the castles and the grimy street scenes when he comes to town, um, I think it's worth a pickup. Okay. Well, I think, are we at that point? Um, I would definitely give this an A minus. I mean, it's not something like I said before, it's I don't think it's something that the not to sound, you know, elitist or like a snob or anything. I don't think it's anything that the general public's gonna see, but I think horror aficionados are really gonna dig it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 certainly an interesting idea to me. Uh I think their release time is extremely unfortunate. Agree. With the other film, uh, hot on its heels, I think it's going to be hard for them to differentiate, uh, and there is going to be some market confusion. And I think some people are going to see this and say, "Hey, is this one of those mockbusters?" Yeah, is uh, is this Atlantic Rim? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the name? What's the name of that? Outfit, you you guys know this. I my, I know exactly asylum. what it is, and I cannot think. Asylum. of Asylum, you're right. Thank you. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you, Exler, with the pickup. I they made camel spiders as well. So if, if you <clears> need to <throat> know, <laughs> oh boy, they anything. yeah, they, anything they uh they write the titles to the movies. I think before the movies get written and just backwards. All right. Well, thanks for that. And so far, it's still, as of the time we record this, it's still not uh, in distribution. It is still not available other than in select showings. The link that I provide in the show notes will go to its IMDb, which I'm hoping will be updated as things change and Yes. So it's a good place, uh, and you want to check that, and not just do a search in Nosferatu, or you're going to find the fifty other movies. <laughs> yeah, that, you're going to find Bill
2: Skarsgård first.
0: <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, I'm uh, the jury's out on that one for me, but we'll see how this all goes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. We are now going to be going to another mic. Mike Gexler, what have you been watching?
1: Um, I decided to watch 2023's Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth.
0: Now, this Um, is not Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving. Okay.
1: It is Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) This was a part of the 2007 Grindhouse release, uh, something, a collaboration between Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Um, they made two grindhouse esque films and they had some of their famous director buddies make fake trailers. And uh, this was one of them. So I don't know why, you know, almost two decades later, they were like, hey, remember that shit we did in 07? We should check that out and do this movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly what they did. Um, and I guess people were excited to see it because I guess it did well. It, NECA has a figure of the, of the, the killer, the pilgrim killer guy. So I don't know. I guess there's a following. Um, I myself personally do not care for Eli Roth's style. Um, <laughs> I don't think he has any. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was, I've was i heard good things about the film. So I was like, I'm going to go in with a clear mind. I haven't seen anything from Eli in, a, in a, quite a long time. Right. So let's give it a good chance. So that's exactly what I did. So this film, um, the only really serial star that's in here is Patrick Dempsey. Uh, the rest of the other people I have never heard of. So I'm not going to belabor that point.
0: What about Gina Gershon? Uh, I thought she was
1: She's there. in it for 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. She, yeah, yeah okay. She's not even worth mentioning. Um, and also Patrick Dempsey has the, or does the worst uh, Boston accent ever in the history of ever <laughs> uh,
0: your
2: friend from boston oh uh, <laughs> god he
1: i was like just stop dude. just stop trying to do it but uh the the gist of the film is basically this walmart type store has a black friday sale and it starts at midnight on you know like thanksgiving and uh people die and get all kinds of trampled on and everything mm. uh and a year later someone is back for revenge so that is the the general gist of the film. Wow. Um, the fir- my first impressions of the film, it just felt like a Halloween ripoff, um, and <sighs> it wasn't well done either. It was almost as though Eli looked at you like at the at the camera and was like, "I saw Halloween. I saw it, and this is what I'm doing. I'm paying homage <laughs> to it." Um, he just kind of oh. smacked you over the head with it. It was just like, man, <laughs> like, okay, we get it, bro. We get it. <laughs> 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 I just, I expected more from him because he's been making movies for fuck, I don't even know how long anymore, but he seems to make the same goddamn mistakes all the time. <laughs> uh, but people give him a pass. Um, the kills were okay to me. Um, there were a couple that were, were decent, uh, I will say, um, but nothing really stood out to me that was like, oh, okay. You know, that adds something a little new or, uh, that's really geared towards Thanksgiving, uh, something like that. But <sighs> the, <laughs> the one thing, um, it, it's obvious that the, the killer is a, a person. It's not a monster. It's not anything. Right. And the killer at one point he he twists the person's head around, and I'm not quite sure a human is capable of doing that. Um, maybe if you're like super large, like a bodybuilder or something, but this guy is not that. So it, was that. Kinda, <laughs> it was just kind of it was just kind of like that. It was just like stick with what you're doing, man. Like you you had a bunch of decent kills, whatever, uh, working to the strengths of a guy that's not very big. You know, this is not like Rob Zombie's you know, Tyler Maine, uh, Michael Myers. So just a regular size guy. And then all of a sudden he can twist the dude's head around. Like eh, just kind of takes you out of it a little bit, takes me out of it anyway. Um, Just stick with the reality of it. Um, You know, I I wrote in my notes, you know, it's typical Eli Roth, throw gore on the screen and, you know, no real substance. Uh, He tried to do the horror comedy type thing. And I just felt that a lot of the jokes fell flat. Uh, some of them connected. I will give them that. I mean, some of it did work. But again, just a lot of the same old issues that I kind of have with Eli. He just doesn't seem to to do much better. But I, I'm sure this will get a sequel or something like that because I'm pretty sure that it made money. Um, but again, I think if you're uh, an Eli Roth fan, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um if you're not, I don't, I don't think you are <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I think you're just gonna, you know, it's just, there was so much like hostile type like, nonsense. If this guy was a monster, then okay, let's, let's go with that. Right. But that divide just really kind of broke the film
0: for me. It was just like. <laughs> you don't like one foot in one thing and one foot in the other and. Right. Kind, right. Kind of just, mixing it up.
1: Yeah, no, if you're going to give me this superhuman monster, awesome, do that. Or if you're just going to give me a dude that just lost it, great, give me that. But don't give me this, I don't know, half-assed bullshit.
0: I just watched a movie that had that, where it was one foot was in this reality and one foot was in the other. And it's it's a, a lot of people like this movie. And I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say which one it is, but Jacob's Wife... By Barbara Crampton. As you know, I'm getting ready to have her in a panel discussion. And like the beginning of the movie, it's almost like an A24 uh, elevated type of horror movie. And I was literally checking out. I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. And it takes a hard left turn into weirdo world and almost becomes a horror comedy. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Did either of you guys catch this movie? No. I, I, I need somebody to watch this thing so I can talk. I, I don't know what I felt. Like. I am so <laughs> conflicted. Uh, you know, I, it was made in uh, 2019. So, relatively recent. And acting, of course, was fine. But it's like, they made two different movies and, like, shoved them together. I, I don't know. Now, it sounds like Mike has no question he's got an opinion on how he feels about it. I came out of this movie, I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, I, I'm going to guess that the reason they made this is Eli Roth must go to conventions and stuff? I'm thinking, and I bet you people bring up that trailer all the time to him because the trailer in Grindhouse, I thought was fun. Yeah. I liked the trailer. That was in and Grindhouse. some of the other like ones.
2: That.
0: Some of the it's other ones like... they
2: made did pretty well. You know, you've got a Hobo with a Shotgun and uh, Machete, and yeah, but... still waiting for Don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's the other thing. Uh, That was a good point. It 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 has the nothing of the trailer matches this. Uh, Oh, no, nothing. That sucks. Okay, like the tone, the look, nothing. It's uh, almost feels like a cookie cutter, like um, you know, Valentine and shit like that. There's
0: just it's just I don't know. It looks very slick, and as I recall. That uh, trailer was very much the grindhouse, bad, bad film stock, you know, uh, crapulous. That's what I was going to say. When I first saw the trailers for
2: this, I didn't even connect that it was supposed to be associated with those, you know, coming soon previews because this looks polished. And the whole point of those was, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you'd see on, on 42nd Street
0: now i i will say that gets old you know the the skip in uh in the video and stuff i i mean in grindhouse i had issues with some of that i'm like well, let's just watch the movie you know uh so i i don't fault it for that you know machete didn't fall back on that but it is an old-fashioned type of idea right the it, Mm-hmm. You you have to do something new with it at this point. And uh, if they're just doing a Greatest Hits album, it's just a Greatest Hits album. You know, it, it it doesn't have the same resonance as an original concept. Now, wasn't
2: Eli Roth's film before this the Cannibal Holocaust one? Oh, God, that one was terrible. Ugh. I mean, is, is he just kind of falling back on the... Uh... Uh, the like, You said it best, Mike, the quote unquote homage.
1: Yes. Okay. I just want this. to rip
2: my hair out. Look at me. Look at, uh, I know stuff. Exactly.
0: You know, yes. I, there, there is another thing. I'm going to mention this. It probably has nothing to do with the movie, but, you know, I'm always off on a tangent. When did Thanksgiving become just pre Black Friday? That happened sometime <laughs> during our lifetimes, right? Because when... when I was a little kid, Black Friday, you know, it was a thing, but not a thing. Sometime in the eighties, when like the yes. uh, Cabbage Patch happened, that's when Black Friday became big. But Thanksgiving was still kind of big. Now it's almost like eh, it's Thanksgiving. We're just getting ready to. It's pre-Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It's just like yeah, well, it w- let's get into the year tomorrow.
2: Every year I say, you know, when I was in school, every month had a holiday. Yeah. And you did and you didn't like try to bump it up into the you know, yeah. it was Halloween, and then it was Thanksgiving, and then it was Christmas. The whole Christmas season ish and then right. start all over again, New Year's valentine's that's that's why whatever the hell's in march and and this you know as as horror people we gotta be watching out for this because the fat man's already pushed the turkeys out of the way and i've got a conspiracy theory about that but he's he's (laughs) gunning for halloween we gotta (laughs) put mr claus back in his lane but my theory is that this whole christmas extending all the way you know like the christmas music starts on november one that's yeah. Bullshit. But um I think that there's an association of um kind of the Turkey version of the Illuminati, and they are trying to just blank out Thanksgiving altogether and just make us think of nothing but Christmas and then Turkey uh Turkey Day will fade away and the turkeys will all live. You heard it here
0: first. Wow, I I just <laughs> was making an amusing comment and it became into a conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you guys didn't know that this baseball cap has like a tinfoil lining on the inside. I,
0: I will say, I was shocked this year prior to New Year's. I was going into Walmart and they already had Valentine's Day stuff on the shelves. And I was like, okay, I've, I've grown accustomed to Christmas getting out even before Thanksgiving i have mm-hmm. grown accustomed to Halloween basically pushing out back to school uh, on the thing, but I didn't know Valentine's day was, was getting to be that big. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm penciling in tomorrow. I'm going to go check what's out on, on the Walmart seasonal thing. See what they push next. I'm, oh, I'm thinking I... <laughs> it's going to be St. Patty's. I'm thinking it's St. Patty's. That's but, the March one. I should know that. Yeah.
2: Um, The funny thing is that I went to pick up a prescription, and this is totally off-tangent, on Monday, and they already had some of the Valentine's Day candy on sale. Well, that's... Like, they didn't even wait until today, which is, you know, when those of us who really need
0: a shot of insulin go, and we're like,
2: ah, cool, candy for half-off.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm going to be hitting that for sure. All right, Um, Mike, are you at the point where you want to grade? Yeah, I'll give it a grade. Okay, here comes your scorecard, I think. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you just tell me, because it's fighting me right now.
1: Uh, All right, I'm just going to give it a plain old D. Ooh, a D. It's not f worthy. Um, It was looked good, you know. It was (laughs) acting wasn't terrible. Um, The actors did what they could do with what they were given. Um, (laughs) Just, uh, just the D. It's just very uninspired. I don't know. I just don't know who keeps giving him money. But (laughs) he's He's got a
0: following, though. Every one of his movies, you know, he wouldn't be allowed to keep making movies if they weren't making money.
1: Uh, it's an unpopular opinion uh, a lot of people like him I, I just I don't
0: alright well getting to unpopular opinions here's me uh, I'm going to be doing my review of a movie that came out not too long ago folks uh, in fact I kept writing down in my notes that it was 2024 but it actually according to IMDb is 2023, and that's the brand new movie written by Dennis Paoli called Suitable Flesh. Uh, Again, as you know, I'm kind of on a binge with uh, Barbara Crampton movies and all the the folks I'll be interviewing at Horror Realm, coming March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd to the Pittsburgh area, and uh, this movie is definitely the most recent horror movie from from any of those panelists, um, this is based on an HP Lovecraft, uh, joint called it came to the doorstep. Okay. I have never read any HP Lovecraft. My guess is it sees like you probably have.
2: Oh, dude. I did not realize that this was based on, um, doorstep. I've, yeah, I, kind of have everything unboxed now in the den, and there's just Cthulhu all over the friggin' place in this room. So yeah. hate you know, not a fan of the person, but a fan of the mythos.
0: <laughs> well, uh what I read online is this is not a doorstep is not considered one of his best works. Uh a lot of times I'm hearing it's kind of toward the bottom of the list. Uh but it is associated with the Cthulhu uh what do they call that, all those Cthulhu uh, books uh, that he has. Uh, Honestly, in this movie, there's like maybe a picture of Cthulhu in one book that they open up, but you're not seeing a full-on monster coming out like that. Uh, I should mention, because it it does have some, some great actors in this, uh, Heather Graham in what I believe might be her first horror movie uh, that she's been in. Uh, Barbara Crampton, of course, a, he has, um, I think she is the uh, supporting actress. I, I think she is the lead supporting actress in the film. And there is a rather good-sized role for Bruce Davison of Willard fame is in here. Now your main actor in this movie is a guy by the name of Judah Lewis. I am not going to be joining this gentleman's fan club. Uh, I think he kind of was the biggest problem in the film, in my opinion. Uh, Joe Lynch, who many of you may know as uh, Adam Green's sidekick on the TV show, Holliston. Uh, was the director of uh, Wrong Turn 2, Mayhem, and a couple other films. Uh, He made the movie and uh, directed it after Stuart Gordon uh, succumbed to, I think it was cancer. I think he passed away from. This was being set up to be a Stuart Gordon film, and uh, we lost him before he was able to make this. The script was written by Dennis Pauly, who wrote *Reanimator* from Beyond um some of the others of, oh, uh, Castle Freak, also Castle Freak. Uh, I will say, I found the script a little bit dull. It, uh, it didn't really grab me. What did grab me, Heather Graham, was truly exceptional in the lead here in a role that could have went campy uh, because it is a body swap movie. I, I don't know if that, I don't think that's a spoiler, uh, but, you know, different uh, different people coming into her body. And a lot of times that can become 18 again. You know, somebody's doing a George Burns impersonation or, you know, it it can sometimes be pretty campy this movie was not campy. Um, in fact, all the performance except for this Judah kid, uh, very good. And Crampton was not like a quick cameo. She, so often she's she's used she's quick and, and gone like one day of filming. And she she works great in here. Now, there was a line <laughs> in the movie. Where Heather Graham uh, is supposedly Barbara Crampton's mentor. And I'm like, okay, nobody's falling for that Crampton is younger than Heather Graham. she she looks spectacular for 60 years old. Do not do not, you know, don't play that with me, but she doesn't look younger than Heather Graham. that that she does not do. So uh, I thought that was strange. I will say for people that are film nerds and enjoy camera moves and uh, really unique filmmaking choices, Joe Lynch is really growing into a good director. Uh, A lot of really interesting camera angles, uh, sweeps, moves. Uh, And I think what he was doing, uh, they did some filming at the old Miskatonic University that was used in the first reanimator film. Uh, He he did a lot of. Here's another movie that's going to use the word homage, but he wasn't trying to copy Stuart Gordon. He was trying to get the feel, which this is where I'm about to go. Remember how I said it doesn't fall into camp. Have you seen the Stuart Gordon films? They're campy as hell. The hell are you saying? Uh, I'm sorry. They they <laughs> are. This movie avoided becoming campy at all. So, oh, it's a nod to Stuart Gordon and all these people. Oh, it references and and I'm like, yeah, but it's a totally, completely different tone. So I feel like I was I was being set up when I put this in or hit the little button, as it turns out these days. Um, I was getting ready for a Stuart Gordon-esque horror movie, and it has a lot of the visual cues, okay? It looks like one, but the tone is completely different. Um... There were times where I was getting a little nostalgic for movies like Big or or other body swap comedies while this was going on because they avoided it extremely well. I'm not sure if that served them completely because what I found is the movie wasn't a whole lot of fun to watch. Now, for guys, guys like you, Exler, that like the dark horror, this is dark horror. If you've been looking for an H.P. Lovecraft dark horror film, this is probably it. It avoids the camp. I just don't know how I feel about it. Um, Another interesting aspect is this movie was developed by Barbara Crampton's production company. Barbara Crampton took a long, I'll call it leave of absence, from movie making and, uh, she, she had some health issues, etc. When she came back, uh, what was it? He's back or she's back. I can't remember what the name of the movie was. That was her big comeback. Uh, she decided, decided to take ownership of her own career and create a production company that came out with that Jacob's wife was, I think their first one. And this one is, I don't know, the second or the third one that has come out. I will say, even though I'm not 100% sure how I feel about Jacob's Wife, but that movie and this one, extremely well produced. The It wasn't overly slick, but it looked like they spent enough money to m- make a movie that wasn't uh, embarrassing, you know?
1: Was uh, Jacob's wife the sequel to Jacob's Ladder?
0: It was not. Which that yeah. would have actually been fun. Uh, Jacob's wife. It, I'm telling you, this is the most conflicting movie I've seen in a long time. I don't know what to do. This movie is also very conflicting for me because I kind of <laughs> wish. I kind of wish it was campy. I. I kind of. I'm like. It would have been fun if this happened, you know. And it's like, no, they. I understand why they did it. Okay, I get it. I understand why they did it, because they wanted it to be taken seriously. But boy, I I kind of would have liked it Um, to to have a little more. Keep in mind, like Joe Lynch, one of his uh, credits. Is he was doing Chillerama, and he did Knights of Badassery. If you've seen that film, uh, he even did a a movie with uh, Jeff Miller's favorite actress. He did Everly, um, so he can do camp. So I really I I find this an extremely interesting film in that aspect. I just don't know if I like it. And grading it has been... I've been back and forth on this thing. Uh, it's not going to be as high as an A. It's not going to be as low as an F. Uh, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of do kind of a wimpy uh, number on this thing. And I'm going to go with like a C+. Plus. I... I liked it, but I I felt like I could have liked it a lot more. And I don't know how else to put it, but that's that's kinda how I feel about it. Uh you guys got any questions on this one? It's it's
2: just kind of weird what you were saying. I mean you you put Barbara Crampton in something based on Lovecraft and there isn't a cap factor. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that actually.
0: And it's surprisingly she keeps her clothes on. Uh, even Is, that that Jacob's uh w- wife you, I, I almost <laughs> did that Jacob's <laughs> wife film here she was 61 years old. And she's got a, a, a topless scene in there and uh, that didn't happen here. Heather Graham was uh, one topless scene in here uh, with her a lot of the movie honestly. A lot of movie felt like one of those '90s thrillers that uh, Shannon Tweed did, where you know it, it's like a love scene with the wind blowing in and <laughs> and the curtains moving, in and sort of thing. but then and, but then it would take a turn, you know, and and go back to horror. So there was it. It was I, and I, I will say this: I think Joe Lynch is an exceptional director. I'm not sure I like the choices he made, but boy, he really knows what he's doing. And he uh, gave his movie a C minus. How well? How oh, much did he C-. know what he's doing? I the the thing is, I think the script is the problem. I really do. C equals average. Yeah, yeah. I I think. Let me put it this way: I think he's got a good movie coming. We haven't seen it yet. Maybe that's the way to put it. I I think the guy knows his way around the camera. He knows how to make things look good. Uh, He obviously made a decision. He made a decision. We were not going to be campy in this movie. And he, he kept to it, and it stayed that way. I just don't know that I agree with the decision. From what I've been seeing online... I think I might be in a minority on this. Some people are just over the moon for this film. Uh, but I have one question. Tim. Yeah, yeah. Is this anything like Tremors? It is nothing like Tremors. Okay. There's absolutely. Uh, nor is it like Willard. Uh, nor you know, in a lot of ways, it isn't a whole lot like Reanimator either. Uh, you know, considering the pedigree here, the look is kind of similar. I don't know. Yeah, this is another one of those. I, I wish some more people, I'm hoping at, uh, Horror Realm, some folks have seen this movie and can set me straight on it because I really don't know how I feel completely about it. And I'd, I'd like to talk it out with somebody else that's seen it. So, uh, if you see me at, uh, at Horror Realm, pull me aside. I, I really want to talk about this one and uh, Jacob's wife. Not Jacob's <laughs> wife. Stop it. Stop it. So that's it for our movie reviews tonight, folks. But as always, when we do a show like this, we have got to do a little hucksterism and we're gonna tell you about the things that we're involved in of course you know about the otherworldlyculture.com website which is just spectacular and everybody should check out and we want to tell you about uh michael's website which is the and what have you got special out there right now michael
2: we uh are well, you know, we have a show coming up that uh some people may have heard about. I mentioned this last week. Uh we were on the waiting list, but we do have a vendor table at this uh show in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um <laughs> I've heard of so it. So I will see if I can I can if I have a chance, I will take a look at this uh your last movie there and uh give you a chat with it. Also, in March, we will be uh, launching a Kickstarter for our next release, which is The Pleasure in Pain, which should be coming out at the end of
0: March. All right. Fantastic. So, and of course, you can go on out to the Dragon's roots, and you have to have the the, or you're going to go somewhere else. It's going to go some weird, probably fake site trying to be me. You know, everyone wants to be Uh, me. Yeah, yeah. By by the way, do you sign for free? at? uh, at I do. I do sign for free. What an outstanding value. And as, um,
2: all joking aside, there is another place, and I cannot remember where it is. But I had done a convention there, and I'll... Next time I'm on, I will have their information as well, but it's called the Dragon's Roost, and it is a coffee shop slash uh, gaming store, and those guys are amazing, and I give them thumbs up as well. Right. We just happen to have the same name, but they are uh, a bunch of really cool people out that way. Fantastic, And I wish I could remember what city it's in. <laughs> See if I can
0: find it before the show ends. <laughs> All right, well, people, people yelling at their computer right now. Well, you have an opportunity to look at that because we are going to tell everybody we are only, and I couldn't believe this when I uh, double-checked that today, we're only 14 days away. 14 days away from Horror Realm. Uh, coming March first through the third at the Crown Plaza in Pittsburgh South. Look at that guest list we have sliding through here, and I'm, I guess, because all three of us are going to be there. Do you want to mention who are some of the folks you're looking forward to seeing? We'll uh, start with you, Mr. Exler. Who are you looking forward to see? William Forsythe. William Forsythe, Flat Top from. Yep. Now, what are, what's your favorite film with Forsyth? Um, Out for Justice, but he hates
1: it. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, just the one. Like I don't know, I always associate with him. But obviously, Dick Tracy is a good one. But uh, Letters to Gacy is a uh, I don't know one within the past decade. I would say, and uh, it's, it's a it's a chilling chilling movie. So uh I haven't seen him in a long time, so I look forward to seeing him again.
0: Yeah, I look forward to seeing him as well. Honestly, Out for Justice is my favorite Sagal movie. Uh yeah. and uh he's a big part of the reason why I find that great. film uh, uh, palatable. So that that's great. Um okay, and I'm I'm gonna say mine is actually I've I've seen Dee Wallace before. I'm absolutely over the moon. I I get to uh, interact with her in our interview. But as for a guest that I'm not going to be interviewing in a panel, I'm really looking forward to meeting Charlie Band. Uh, I grew up on those uh, full moon VHS and then later DVDs uh, at my local Parkside Video Video store, we used to sit there and just watch them right in the video store, which not always was a good choice when the kids were coming in to uh, check out the latest Disney releases. But, uh, you know, those kids probably wanted to see puppets doing that sort of ac- activity. So... <laughs> That was good. This was before the evil bong days. You know, it it was still puppets. And I, I'm a huge fan of the first trancers. I I just think is very interesting. And, uh, actually I believe they're trying to remake it right now. Uh, like a a major studio is interested or optioned or something like that. What about Uh, doll man? Doll man. You know what? That's one of them I've missed. And uh missing nothing. Well, I got it on Tubi. I got it on Tubi. Uh, I'll be watching Justice. it. I'll be watching it. I do want to watch Demonic Toys again before I go out there. Uh I, I just I like that one. But uh it's it you know what what I like with his movies, they're not pretending to teach you a lesson. Uh, It's like, yeah, we're going to have some movies. We're going to have some violence. Here we go, kids. Strap in. Uh, you, You don't have to worry about, you know, like the movie Argyle that just came out. There's a lot of people saying that was a lie, the way that they advertised that movie, because it's really kind of a love movie and it looks like it's a spy thriller and all this stuff that's going on. I never felt like I saw a Charlie Band movie. I didn't get exactly what that cover said <laughs> and what they told me in the trailer. It's like, yeah. The there is sub-
2: indeed an evil bong yeah, there, in this film.
0: Subspecies, this is another movie shot in Romania with vampires. Here we go. You know, So I, I'm looking forward to meeting him and uh, sharing my love of his Tubi channel because I just love talking about Tubi. Anyway, (laughs) that's what we have for this week's show. We want to thank everybody. We are not going to be back next week. We're taking our Horror Realm break. And when we come back, Otherworldly Cultures podcast is going to be on uh, Dead On Thursdays. We will have Dead On The Bases. And you will see some Dead On The Movies kind of slipped in there if uh situations happen with our calendar so you are going to want to keep an eye on all of our social media and all that stuff to see when we're we're changing things up because i'll tell you right now if uh if my partner jeff miller if he gets a sniffle I'm calling a couple of friends, and we're doing a Dead On Movie Reviews. That's just the way it works around here at Otherworldly Culture. Remember, you can check us out on Twitter, or X, or whatever they're calling it, Facebook. You can uh, check out our website at otherworldlyculture.com. You, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, or you're uh, listening to it on one of the, like, 50 different podcast services that we're signed up with please 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 give us a review like us subscribe do all that good stuff we just want to share all of our loveliness with the entire world so go ahead and uh try to help us out we really appreciate it thank you all and i hope you had a great valentine's day we'll see you out in pittsburgh Because when you aim at horror, make sure you are dead on. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Otherworldlyculture.com Good night, everybody.